Blog Talk Radio. Yes, yes, y'all. You are now listening to the sound of the shofar blowing. The shofar is a ram's horn that is blown to inspire the people to do their thing. And the shofar is blown to coordinate a queen or a king. And today the shofar is being blown to call us to become more aware that sex is life. This is Full Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Shofar, from Full Show Energy Work. And today my guest is Rhea Yoshida. Uh, Rhea is a sex coach. She helps people uh, have extraordinary sex and more passionate love. Uh, so with that, let's bring the sister on. Rhea, how you doing? Wonderful. So good to be here. Yeah, yeah, no questions. It's really good to have you here. I'm very happy that uh, I came across uh, your profile and I uh, was able to reach out to you. Uh, I I know from reading up on some of the you know the your 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 wisdom on your your IG and stuff like that. I know that you have some stuff to impart uh, to the family out there. So yeah, just looking looking forward to the conversation. Looking present to the conversation. Yes, same here. I. When I received your message and I went to your page, I, I felt immediate resonance. We're definitely cut from the same cloth. Oh, man. All right. No question. Well, uh, for those of you, uh, the family, I see you, some of you tuned in here, and those of you in due time and space who will tune in a little, quote-unquote, later, um, you know that I usually just go ahead and jump in. I will leave at the end some space for you, Rhea, to tell people what you have going on and, and how people can connect with you. Uh, and then also people can get the backstory on, on how you came to be on the show right now. Uh, but as far as that goes, since time is uh, of the essence here with everything, I want you to go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get into it. So uh, can you tell us, like, uh, why is sex, sex is life? What, 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 why is sex so important in life? Like for those of us out there, what, why do we need to acknowledge the importance of sex? Beautiful question. One of my favorite questions, really. Well, you know, it's, it's so amazing that we are here. Like, it's a miracle that humanity mm. exists to begin with. So just pulling mm. the spectrum all the way out, bird's eye view, life is a miracle. How, how this even happened, right? So whether we um, come from, like, the Big Bang all the way through amoeba, all the way through all the evolutionary stages, it's a miracle that we're here. And part of our evolution has been through sex and sexuality. And sex is not just the science of, you know, intercourse or, uh, you know, the sperm and the egg meets and, you know, there's a fetus in the uterus. Like, it's not just that, but it's also that we're made of energy. We're more than just biology. We're a multifaceted being. And so... Sexuality is life force energy in that for most of us, regardless of how we came about, for most of us, mom and dad had sex. We might not like to think about that, though, right? Because there's a lot of um, socialization on what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, especially around this subject. And so whether you were birthed through in vitro or through, you know, science having a hand in it, which is beautiful and also quite divine. It's a different type of code. But for most of us, mom and dad had sex, and this is how we came about. Sexuality and the lack of, of 
sex-positive education in the world has really disconnected us from the source, from the origin of how we are as a, as a humanity as a whole in our day-to-day life. And I know that, you know, my sexual education in high school growing up was the most boring experience of my life. And it really takes a certain level of skill set on the educational department to have a group of teenagers sitting in a room and making health education, you know, sex, the most boring experience to teenagers. That really takes something. Right. So I think that re-educating ourselves, you know, around sex and sexuality can only bring more life and life force energy into our knowledge. I love that. I, I I love everything you said there as far as like like the the whole idea that you have these uh these uh teenagers with hormones busting out and yet somehow we make uh make that banal and boring uh you know how, like you said that that's, that is a special skill set to to pull that off and yet somehow they do it very well and um and I think part of it though uh Rhea, is that there isn't an acknowledgement of that we are more than just this biology and at this t- this turning point uh the humanity is at this crossroads i think that is really what we are we we even if we don't know it we're we're looking to hear that message and especially around sexuality so that's why i i really get down with what you're saying there well you know if there was fear before around sex it was probably around stis you know, sexually transmitted infections or STDs, sexually transmitted diseases or STVs, sexually transmitted viruses. So, you know, there was a lot of fear around sex and sexuality before, whether it came from schools, teachers, peers, parents, religion. You know, there's so many, the government, right? There's so many laws against how we show up with our bodies, what's allowed, what's not allowed. There's very, very strict rules and guidelines that are completely contradicting. So if we were afraid before, now in these times of, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19, and quarantine, we're even more in a state of physical distancing. And so, you know, if if anything, uh, the times now have taught us, perhaps it's that how connected we really, really are. And how much we take for granted, you know, human connection and human touch. And so perhaps this can be a great win for humanity, even though it's really difficult and hard to get accustomed to change and to evolution. But wow, what a magnificent way that life is calling us to show up and step up. And, you know, if if any of these resonates, you know, now is the time to really pay attention and to go inward and to truly listen to what's real. There's just too much, you know, hype and media and propaganda that's going on, and especially around sexuality and sex. There's so much misinformation. Where do we actually go to learn? You know, we're constantly taught what not to do. You know, don't do it unless you're married unless you're monogamous, unless you're really in love, you know, you get engaged, there's like all these rules, all these checkboxes that we need to fulfill for us to have 
a sexual romantic thriving relationship, and yet we do all of it. We go behind closed doors. We keep it in private. And then it's as if the shame, the guilt, the doubt, the fear is going to just evaporate magically when you enter into this, you know, mythical relationship behind this mythical closed door. And so I really want to invite the conversation that we're all clueless, really, to admit the complexity and the complicatedness of, you know, what sex and how we get to relate with our bodies and how we get to relate with our lovers and each other really are. I love it. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying there. And uh, I love what you're saying. I, what I get from what you're saying too is uh, about self-sourcing. I know on your Instagram you talk about, you know, having an inside job or job on say sexual security and these things uh, based on what you were just saying there. I'd like to maybe go into that a little bit, like uh, because one thing that you said too, that I love was that, you know, all of us human beings are insecure and, uh, so I'd love to hear you just go into that a little bit about, you know, how is it that we're all insecure and how does that show up in the bedroom or with sex and everything? Brilliant. So, so, so good. So one of the reasons why we love uh, sex and why we're so obsessed with orgasm, right, or climaxing is you know, forgive my accent, but the French says le petit mort, so it means like the little death, right? And they're referring to orgasm as this moment where you have a couple of seconds of totally losing your sense of self. And in those couple of seconds, you can't think, you don't, you know, you just feel total oneness, total connection. And total oneness and total connection to all of life is when you lose your sense of self. So, you know, in psychology, we call it the ego. um, And that's also really popular now, the term ego in pop psychology, and it's probably all over Instagram. But the ego and the self is very, very insecure. And it's it's a very, it's a, it's a, fascinating, you know, aspect to ourselves because we need the ego, we need the sense of self, the personality that gets developed very intricately, you know, through birth all the way through adult life and the rest of your life. We need it to survive, to face the world, to be out in the world, to interact with other humans. And it's ironic or it's a, it's a paradox. You have to hold the complexity that it's both. We need this thing, and yet this thing is so insecure because its sole purpose and its sole job is to constantly ask, who am I? How am I okay? How do I survive? Are you a friend? Are you a foe? Do you love me or are you going to hurt me? Am I okay? Is it safe? Like that's its job is to be insecure. And yet when we really truly believe that that's the totality of who we are, then that will show up in the bedroom. And so it's about this, it's about a question or a conversation around consciousness. Are we aware that we're multifaceted, that there's multiple layers to us, that we have this thing called the personality who wants to protect us, who has all these beautiful Um, you know, humor and quirkiness and characteristics that we get to play with, with other 
humans, with other people and their personalities. And when it comes to sex and sexuality, more intimate. It's a lot more vulnerable. You're peeling back the veil, so to speak, to allow someone into a more primal aspect of you. There's the animal, there's the body, there's the intelligence that really comes online, which I like to refer to as um, erotic intelligence. And then there's, you know, you're referring to um, a form of spirituality. So whether, you know, someone's an atheist or whatever their uh, spiritual beliefs or practices are, God, goddess, universe, higher being, higher power, however you want to refer to it, what we all can agree on is that we, we are standing on this rock we call earth, hurling through space, right? There's so much space. And we're technically made out of stardust, miracle of life, this awe, this um, inspiration, and maybe like a word that can that we can all agree on is that we exist in this cosmos, that there's something cosmic that's bigger than us. And in that awe of what's cosmic, we get to relax into feeling insignificant. And it can be really terrifying to feel unimportant. And yet that is where freedom actually lies. And so, you know, the post on the Instagram that I was really referring to, um, security being an inside job, it's the security is allowing oneself to feel insignificant, to not be important, to really allow oneself to be totally connected to the other person. And that when we're making love or merging with another human being, it is the closest living experience, I believe, we have to feeling what it's like to be with God, to be with the divine, to totally let go and merge and melt into, you know, what a lot of um, spiritual schools call oneness or consciousness. How does that land? Right. That makes, you know, total sense to me. Uh, Yeah, I I love everything you said there. Family, go back listen to it, take it in, you know, marinate on it, whatever, whatever. It's a, it's a lot of gems in there. Uh, I love what you're saying about the ego by nature, you know, more or less is insecure. That is, that is a quality of the nature because the quality of the, the ego, as far as my, my, my inner and other understanding is that it's, it, it is individuated. It is the belief or understanding that it is uh, not one, you know, for instance, if the Buddha was to, uh, you know, if someone was to come into moksha or to a place of deep nirvana or hotep, whatever you want to call it, of, of connection with source, uh, and then we were to say the person's name, there would be no one there to answer. We need the ego to even have someone there to, to, to answer, right? So, uh, so the, the, the nature of the ego is that it's going to be insecure because it's not secure in oneness by nature. So I love that. And then but what you're saying, though, is that sex brings us back to a place of uh, that, uh, uh, even if it's just a glimpse, that remembrance of uh, the, the ego not existing, which is a beautiful thing, of, of melting into the other and becoming one. Uh, very powerful. And I love that you have some practical applications of it. Like, for one thing I, I saw in there that you were talking about, like, short, short men and your love for short men. 
and uh, how society or how women in society sometimes we can you you can place your your sense of security as, as far as being secure in your own femininity on the man being tall, dark, and handsome, or vice versa, a man uh, who loves women or whatever, but she has to be beautiful or that she has to look a certain way in order for him to feel secure in his masculinity. So let's talk a little bit about that, about insecurities and getting to a place of not leaning on them uh, because of some of the insights that we come to, come to through, through sex. Yes, totally. You know, we can be so harsh and so mean, not, you know, not only to each other, but all of that when we project onto someone else, like what women are complaining about, I mean, it is a form of violence and body shaming because there's absolutely nothing that he can do about his height. On the other hand, what I hear a lot of men complaining about could be a woman being overweight, right? So her width, she's complaining about his vertical <laughs> limitations or height, and he's complaining about her width and like how wide she's <laughs> growing. And, right. and it's unfortunate that we, this is all forms of body shame and it's a form of self-hate that we're projecting onto the other. And so, you know, I'm, I'm being very stereotypical um, and, and gendered in this, you know, man versus woman, but, you know, the battle of the sexes, it's, it's real. And, you know, something that I've heard is men give love to get sex and women give sex to get love. And it's this backwards idea that we have of who the other gender, you know, if you are um, heterosexual, needs to be, right? And so if we layer is that it's representative of the feminine and the masculine and those are energies and the feminine and the masculine you know the archetype the reason why we we call it that you know like in language is limiting right but if we just think of it as two energies instead of it being a gender it comes from the archetype of having mother and father because mother and father is what creates you is what creates the baby and so we think of the mother, the archetype of the divine mother holding the feminine, and we think of the archetype and the divine father holding the masculine. And these two energies live inside of you, the baby, the, 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 the being that is you. So this is the blueprint, if you will, of what it means if you've ever heard, hey, you know, I have masculine and feminine aspects within me. Now, you might have a dominant energy and a more passive or secondary energy, and that's beautiful. And so even in, you know, homosexual relationships, like I am very bisexual, and that's unique for me because I'm a feminine woman who is sexually and romantically attracted to other feminine women. And that is a whole other conversation, perhaps. <laughs> but I'm you know, very much attracted to romantically and sexually to masculine men. And so the insecurity is whenever we're disconnected from these lost aspects within ourselves. So when, whenever I am not fully realized in the totality of my femininity and my masculinity, I will go ahead and project that outside of myself in hopes of healing because 
we're, we're so brilliant, you know, call it the subconscious, call it the unconscious. We're actually quite brilliant in which we're constantly seeking equilibrium and health. And so we create drama and difficulties or challenges that pop up in our life that's mostly out of our control. And the way we relate to our challenges and difficulties is in an effort to find healing and transformation. Right. Right. Definitely. I love that. It's uh, the wisdom of uh, the oversold or that, that other part of ourself, uh, of our being that creates the, per- the the people and the even the events in our life that to help us grow and to help us to bring the other archetypes uh, online. I remember reading a brother by the name of Rob Nefer Amin. He said that if we meet with failure in life when we're not able to, you know, bring on the other archetypes in life. So if, if we if life is if we're a hot person and life is calling for us to be cool, if we don't bring those other archetypes online, you know, uh, we will meet with failure of sorts. Or even if we don't want to be as harsh as say failure, we it may not be as op- the optimum, right? And so I love what you're saying there. And one of the key ways, uh, Rhea, that I've, I've seen, like, like you're saying, that, that life helps us bring these different things online other than just events is our relating, our, our, our relating to one another, especially our intimate relating. Oh, yes. The intimate relationships, like romantic, deep, you know, partnership, um, you know, sexual connection, it defies the laws of physics. It is a unique relationship to source and it directs the mirror to inside right because you really can't hide or lie in those relationships and those relationships like the the romantic sexual deep relating are ways that that can circumvent our very very clever survival codes and the you know survival codes or the ego or the personality, whatever it is you want to refer to it, it's it's very clever, and it's about being just one sliver cleverer, so that we can catch ourselves. And when we're in these, you know, deep romantic um, relationships or partnerships, our partners can see our blind spots. And if if anyone believes they don't have any blind spots, and that's the biggest blind spot of them all. But it's really about being a powerful creator where we get to recruit and hire our partners to be like, you have the job to be like the most pristine mirror where I can really see my shit, (laughs) clean that up, take radical responsibility in that. And when it's a sexual relationship, right, it's like you're, you're both metaphorically and physically becoming naked, in front of your partner. Mm-hmm. And, and it's about really, you know, owning and acknowledging that you are a multifaceted being. You're so clever. You're so brilliant. You're so divine. You're so layered. There, there is nothing in life I truly, truly wholeheartedly believe that is more fascinating and interesting than getting to know yourself. And, it's, yeah. and like, we live in a world that, really celebrates and honors freedom, right? Especially here in the U.S. It's like freedom of speech, freedom of religion, you know, be free, land of the free, right? We really have this um, nationalism, if you will, about freedom. And yet 
don't be sexually free. Don't be a slut. You know, it's like, don't overdo it. Oh, you watch porn, you're addicted. There's, and yet it's like, don't be naked. No nipples on Facebook. Like, it's like, what? How can we be free beings if we're not, but we can only be free in certain aspects and not with our genitals or sexuality, right? And I don't mean it's like a free-for-all, but it's about how can we be ethical about it and still respectful, honoring consent, honoring each other's boundaries, and not have shame or guilt or doubt about the right. sacred altar between your legs. It is an altar. Mm-hmm. It's really where we should all be praying. <laughs> Hit your knees and pray, people. Pray before the altar. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, you you know, uh, Rhea, uh, always – you know, it's amazing when uh, good conversation and everything, the time goes by very quickly. Uh, so we are under five minutes already. And I definitely uh, want to leave a space for you to let people know, like, what you have going on. Um, you know, we're in May 2020. You know, we look back in the little time capsule uh, or whatever time machine and look back at this time. And I don't know what we, where we will be at or what, how we will look at this moment. It is a very unique uh, moment that we find ourselves in. But anyway, that being said, May 2020, we're in a place of quarantine and stuff like that. So uh, let us know what you got going on and, uh, uh, you know, how people can connect with you and maybe just give one last gem as uh, you close out with the family here. So good. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram on Facebook. You know, it's like facebook.com slash Yoshida, R-I-A-Y-O-S-H-I-D-A. And what quarantine has really done is it's birthed this new online course that I'm super excited about. It's called The Art of Sexing, Seduction During Quarantine. So it's virtual seduction. It's how can we keep sexual energy alive and juicy and well-connected virtually through the internet. And even beyond quarantine, this is probably a really, really good skill set to have. I also do a six-week, you know, group coaching called Pussy Whisperer, Becoming the Ultimate Lover, so she's begging for more. And I love supporting people, you know, going deep, uniquely, one-on-one through coaching. And I'm happy to, you know, create a boutique package for anyone who's interested because we all have very unique stories and places we come from for deep trauma and deep healing to really happen. And of course, you know, my free offer is uh, I have a Facebook group called Sex Made Simple. And so happy to share that link with your audience and we'll love to support people on that platform. I give free exclusive content just in my sex book, uh, my Six and um, I have some free offers like um, what sexual development stage are you? And there's six stages that I go really deep within the Facebook group for. I also have a freebie offer called What Every Man Needs to Know About Women. And it's a really deep one. I don't know if you've seen the video yet for it, but it's, it's really exciting. No, I have not seen that video, but I, I definitely like to check that out. Yes, 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 yes. Basically, you know, it's like I am shouting um, the female secrets from the rooftop so that men can mm. really feel supported and celebrated 
for your sexual mm-hmm. desire, for your urge. And, and also, obviously, women want sex too. And it's just that we might look similar and we have more similarities and differences, and yet we're wired completely different. So I really want to be the bridge um, between the sexes so that we have an alliance instead of a battle. I love it. I love it. Let's form a sexual alliance, people. Um, yes. <laughs> especially, especially, like you say, sexy during the quarantine. Let's, let's go ahead and start putting in the groundwork for that, that sexual alliance. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Very Especially cool. now that we're in a post Me Too era, you know, we have the whole pickup artist scene where there was a lot of uh, men, you know, being pickup artists, and it's still very um, popular to this day. And mm-hmm. following the pickup artist movement was a Me Too movement, hashtag Me Too, where we really women have come together to tell their stories around sexual assault and violence. And so now we get to be in a new quarantine era where era where we get to really look at where have we been what is going on here and go into this you know united cocooning of deep listening and perhaps from this space of deep listening we can learn new skills and ways of relating to our bodies and to each other that can really birth and give new life into how we want to show up who do we get to be to show up powerfully liberated especially in our sexuality. I love it. <laughs> United cocooning of deep listening. And with that, y'all, you, you've been listening to uh, Rhea Yoshida today. Thank you, sis, again for coming through and, and dropping some gems. It's up to the family. You, y'all will praise them, you know, but I, I can see the value them, and I hope y'all do too. Thank you again, Rhea, for coming through. Thank you so much for having me so far. It's been a pleasure show no doubt all right y'all well again this uh you know and family you know uh just want to send out love and light to all of you you know i uh, appreciate y'all checking me out like i say those of you on vibe now and then those through time and space uh when, whenever and wherever you hear this sending light and love out to you and again um this is Fo show holistic health on blog talk radio and i'm your host show far from Fo show energy work and uh y'all keep shining keep climbing y'all Keep that SEX in your life. Keep shining, keep evolving, and do that exponentially. Peace.